When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Ethan, pumping your tunes this morning on Saturdays in Tassie. It was all Oz Rock last time we hosted together and now he's gone into the real top 40. It's like the big kahuna. Um, you're listening to Saturdays in Tassie with me, Alex Johnston, filling in for Flash Lithgow, who's plying his trade on the football field this weekend, which is an extraordinary thing to do for a man of his, his skill level. His, were you going to say? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. say I hope those bike shorts got to run this weekend. They, well, I uh, think he, he, he tempered them with a, a skin coloured uh, to the knee length rather than the three-quarter um, he, he operated for a few years. So I'm sure he's up there razzling and dazzling his way through the, the centre square. Very I can't good. wait for a rundown. But let's, more important things to discuss first up. On the line, uh, thanks to Taz Racing. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. You should foster one today. Go to gaptaz.com.au. Jockey Cody Jordan joins us. Cody, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thanks for coming on. How was last night in Lonnie? We saw you rode one winner. How many rides did you have all up? Uh, I had five rides all up. Uh, they all went well, pretty good to get the winner, and it was a bit of a hard luck story in the first, but that's the game, I'm afraid. We love, we love a hard luck story. Talk us through it. <laughs> uh, just typical um, working on getting her out of the gate. She actually finally jumped and got into an okay position, and Probably had a split-second decision to make one move, and that probably would have won me the race, but it kind of closed up before I before I thought about it, and I crossed the line under a nice hold. <laughs> so now, now that you've said that live on air, will you get a phone call from the owners to say, hang on a second, what, why didn't you make that split-call decision? <laughs> oh, probably. It was... Um, and <laughs> you just go opened yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's it's very right. funny you should... It's funny you should mention that, uh, Cody, because I've just gone back and had a look at race one, and I actually had a bet on the horse that you were riding, Stone Cold Stunner, one of Brett's favourite wrestling moves, and Colin McNiff in the call said it was very unlucky. He didn't, didn't blame your ride at all, so one to watch next time, Stone, Stone Cold Stunner, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. She, uh, she should be winning very soon. Very good. Now, tell us about the winner, Three's a Crowd, which... Uh, you know, it's debatable. It's probably why uh, Flash isn't here this morning. But uh, good odds, and you rolled over a dollar fifty-five favourite. So uh, Glenn Stevenson must have been stoked with your steer there. Yeah, um, stoked was a good way to put it. I think he was a bit shocked, but um, we dropped it right back and kept it madly fresh. So I, I just think keeping a, a bit handy in the field. She, um, she's an honest horse, and she puts whatever you try and do like. She just has a red hot crack, so it was good to see her back being competitive. And um, yeah, I think going forward we'll keep stepping her up, but I don't think there's a there's a big rush there. So. Cody, tell us about where you're at in your career. Looking here, you're, you're still an apprentice, but looks like you've ridden too many winners to be eligible for the claim. Is that right? Tell us where you've been the last few years. 
Yeah, so I think I'm up to just over 130 winners. Um, I'm I'm really at the end of my apprenticeship time. That's due to end in December. So I started off down here. I spent a good three or so years down here, and then um, March this year I moved to Ballarat in Victoria to McAvoy's. Um, got a really good experience over there. Rode a few winners for the biggest stables at Ballarat, like Mar and etc so that was really good and definitely learned a lot and then I probably the ball stopped rolling a bit so I ventured to Adelaide and just the same thing there it was probably a lot harder to click into it's a bit of a the racing game's a clicky thing I guess and um yeah I spent three months over there and I kind of like I was trying to persist I guess a bit too much and but anyway it um yeah momentum never really picked up so I just ended up taking a bit of time away from the game I actually think I probably just kind of cooked myself a little bit to be honest and took a nearly a month out and moved back home and yeah I just feel like I've come back probably better than ever and hopefully see out the last few good months of my apprenticeship. Cody it's no secret that greyhounds make great pets and that I am the complete novice in this conversation when it comes to uh, when it comes to horse racing when when I hear Alex say 130 winners throughout your apprenticeship... Well, and she said that, actually, but that's all right. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, 100, 130 winners... That's a lot. ...throughout your apprenticeship. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, you spoke about loss of momentum and, and, and struggling to find your way. To me, 130 winners, as the complete novice in this conversation, is an unbelievable amount of winners, like re- record-worthy winners for, for, for an apprentice. Am I completely off the mark there? Or what, can, can, you, can you help explain that to me? Yeah, I actually like statistically don't really know, but at the same time, like I, I think I rode just over sixty winners in my season down here that won me the overall premiership and obviously the apprentice premiership. And mm. to go away, you know, to move to Melbourne and that with stats like that, it in a way it really it really could mean nothing. Like it's just a different ball game over there, and um, I think we're in our own little league here in Tassie, which is great, and I think that works, but. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely an awesome achievement, and I'm like very stoked with how I've gone through my apprenticeship. But yeah, always stepping another another step trying to get into a, the bigger world. It's it's hard, but mm. at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. And yeah, like I said, I'm pretty stoked with what I've done so far. Sometimes it's about being in the right place at the right time. Even though things didn't work out in Victoria and South Australia, did you forge good relationships with the likes of Tony McAvoy and and Kieran Maher and those guys you rode for? Yeah, definitely. Like I just tried to put my best foot forward for trainers like that, of course, and tried to do my best. So, but like you said, the relationships and that that you create over there, I think that kind of outweighs anything. And the experience that I gained over the last six, seven months, it's it's hard to kind of do that. So. I, um, I'm definitely very grateful for McAvoy to take me on and the same with John O'Connor in Adelaide. I think that they're two big names in two different states and, mm. yeah, like I said, it's just valuable um, experience to gain. Oh, you never know. What can what can you ride at? Can you get down pretty low if they, they give you a task too? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I um, uh, probably after my good month off, I've um, definitely put on a few <laughs> kilos, but getting back down Have, again. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, anything light, um, 
I mean, if a chance came back up to go right in Melbourne and claiming three off minute five, that's not a problem. So I'd be straight back over there. And yeah, that's great. It would be nice well, you... to use a bit more of that metro claim, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you're listening out there, I mean, obviously you've had so much experience, you're, you'd be a pretty good bet if they needed uh, someone who can ride low. What's coming up, uh, you've, with Glenn Stevenson, near where I went to primary school at Wesley Vale, it's lovely there. You guys have forged a good relationship? Yeah, no, super. I think, I mean, I just could not have been this successful over the last few years without him, that's for sure. So very grateful to... Um, you know, be working alongside everyone down here. We've got a really close-knit team and, I, yeah, we've got a lot of nice horses up and coming and just a handy little stable. So it's a really good environment and I think we'll be in for a good carnival. And when you're not racing, are you a racing fan? Do you watch, uh, you know, the best ones go around in, in Melbourne and Sydney on a Saturday? Yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a shocker. My partner carries on because racing.com's always on the TV, but... It's um it's kind of just in in the blood now. Like I actually wasn't into racing before I before I was, and um yeah, it's just it's yeah it's kind of in the brain now. It's pretty instilled in there. But I do like to get out and have my own horses and that too. So good. Oh, that's terrific. Well, Cody, best of luck. We know all the big races uh, in Tassie are in the summer, so. I would encourage people, if they see C. Jordan, uh, have a little each-way bet because uh, you're obviously in superb form. And um, Stone Cold's done it next time round. Let's hope you've got the ride again. I'm sure you will. I'm sure uh, you'll be forgiven for a little bit of bad luck last night. But um, have a great Saturday, and thanks so much for joining us on Saturdays in Tassie on SEN. Not a worry at all. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Cody Jordan, who's still technically an apprentice jockey but actually won the senior premiership uh, a couple of years ago so at the absolute top of a game and and brett it's such a fickle world like you know she goes over there to victoria doesn't quite get the break she wanted but who's to know two years time she could be back riding in the middle of a spring carnival she's got all the talent in the world 130 winners that that really spun me out i mean i know the 60 wins in the premiership winning year as, a, as an apprentice i mean that's yeah, that's really, rare. Really, really yeah. special. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things across all sports where momentum is so important, and, and you are right. Sometimes you do need to be in the right place at the right time, but uh, I'm sure Cody learned a lot from the, the experience of being away and has now come back a, a far better jockey. And we'll get opportunity after opportunity because, obviously, in that top echelon, and she mentioned, I know you're not a racing nuffy, but she's still got a Metro claim. She hasn't had enough Metropolitan winners uh, to lose that claim, so if... You know, if someone got a horse and very few riders can ride down low, you know, around 50 mm. kilos, so um, she might get an opportunity one day to ride in a really big race just because she'll be in the right place at the right time. So very exciting indeed. Anyway, time for a break on Saturdays in Tassie. We've got a huge second half of the show. Charlie Wakeham, Nick Street. I think we check in with the Jack Jumpers mm. after your, I mean, your analysis was good, but this person might know even more. But J- now, Jared Weeks will know more about the Jack Jumpers than me. Come on. I think he might. Come on. Agent 97. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Saturdays in Tassie. We're doing it for Taz Racing. Think about adopting a greyhound. It would be an amazing addition to your household. But for now, it's break time.